Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of My Darkest Hour. Thank you guys for joining me. It's good to see you all. It's good to be back. It's been a wild year. So far, we're only starting in February. It has been a wild adventure. So many things to talk about. So many new groundbreaking experiences that I have had recently in the paranormal field. Uh, I will be discussing that. Don't forget to go to the subscribe button. Hit that subscribe. Yeah, that way you'll get the notifications, you'll get the alerts when we're putting out a new episode for the podcast, as well as don't forget to give us a like button. If you like what you see here, you want to see more of it, hit that like button, go in the comments, let us know what you liked about the show, let us know what you want to see in the future events, and also don't forget to go to University Magicus, follow us, uh, it's in, once again, it is a real-life Hogwarts. And you guys know Hogwarts from Harry Potter, right? So we have all different classes. I'm obviously one of the paranormal instructors there. Uh, it's been an incredible experience. I've been doing some groundbreaking work with some of my students. Uh, you guys should check it out and become a part of it. It's not expensive to sign up for a subscription. Um, and it's real-world stuff. You know, if you, you want to know what's really going on, whether it's metaphysics, Reiki healing, meditation, tarot reading, uh, any type of religious scenario, uh, or if you want to just come back and deal with the paranormal stuff, I'll be glad to answer your questions and do private lessons with you as well. So, that being said, let's get back to the podcast. You are watching and listening to My Darkest Hour. I am your host, Stefan Brigatti, and tonight I have a couple of very special guests, uh, friends of mine that I've been working with for quite a long time. Uh, Barry Conrad is going to be with us tonight. You guys know Barry. He's been on the show, um, I think, three or four times over the years. Uh, we go way back. And you guys know that Barry uh, worked on multiple cases. He's got some really big cases. And obviously, one of the biggest in the U.S. history was the Jackie Hernandez case, The Haunting of San Pedro, which you can find his books. You can look, research him, and you know, you'll be able to find his books, which are incredible. Uh, and learn more about those cases. But he's got a case now that he's been working on, um, and I've also been working on for the past few years. Um, we're going to bring them on and talk a little bit about this case. I know a lot of you out there have been asking about the extreme cases and um, how to deal with some of those situations. It's very, very difficult. You know, I've done over a thousand cases, and this is probably in my top five of those thousand cases. And they take a long time, and it's a lot of work. It's not only draining on the investigator trying to do the work, but the people involved. It's a nonstop thing. So let's get a little more in-depth and learn more about this situation. Uh, I'd like to bring on Barry Conrad and Melanie Brookman, who you guys uh, went to the last Paracon, got a chance to meet her and listen to her story. Some strange things happened. And by the way, just so you guys know and are clear of what's happening, um, sometimes when we're dealing with electronics, the paranormal can affect that, whether it's draining of batteries. For those of you who do paranormal work, you know that the batteries go quick. When we're dealing with laptops or computers, a lot of strange things happen. You guys have been watching me for a long time now doing this show. And strange things happen behind me. Of course, I have Abby right here. She's got my back. Uh, she's going to be keeping an eye on what's happening out here. But 
On uh, Melanie and Barry's end, there is a little bit of electronic latency. So you'll hear the audio fine. The video might lock up and freeze up. You know that's just them messing with them and trying to give them a hard time. So let's go ahead and bring them in from the green room. Hi, you guys. How you doing? Hello. Hi. Good to, good to hear you guys. I was just warning the audience a little bit about what's happening on your end, whether it's a latency or some kind of the, the, the camera freezing up. Uh, that kind of stuff does happen in events. So, ladies and gentlemen, Barry Conrad and Melanie Brookman, I was telling them a little bit about your case and a little bit of the history. So, Melanie, if you can start off by going back to the beginning and telling us about how the situation started from nothing and progressed on and on to the point where you where I introduced myself to you. We started working together and just get us to modern times. Okay, so back in uh, 2007, I was living in Chatsworth, California. And I was married at the time, and I was uh, started a new job I, in, out in Simi Valley, California. I, my job was to um, was to connect the psychic with the caller via phone call and run the credit cards. In, in this small room behind a retail store owned by the same owner. And as I started the job, it was uh, August of 2007, I started to hear a female voice and she was saying a name similar to mine, but it was different. And that's how my nightmare paranormal nightmare began um apparently this voice had followed me home and this nightmare began from there and this is something that started out while you're at work yes so nothing happened when you were younger everything was just normal until you started going to work at this place uh no i had um i did have some paranormal stuff happen when i was younger um when i was about four or five years old uh and i was living in northern california in mountain view mm -hmm. and um it was during the winter time we had one of those old heaters it was one of those gas heaters that made this ticking noises when you when it was lighting and um i heard some footsteps and the gas heater was making a different tick noise than usual um one night and i saw this dark figure walk into my room the door shut and all of my bedding was taken off my bed um i was frightened to death, I didn't move, but the room went completely cold, and it walked over to my bed, turned around, 
walk back to the door, touch the doorknob, and each body part like disappeared. And the last to go was the hand on the doorknob. And after that, um, thing, items around the house would disappear and I got blamed for it. Um, and, and they would show up in the strangest places. Um, I had these dolls back then. Um, they were Don dolls, I don't know, from the 70s, you have to understand. And one of them showed up in a bread warmer in the kitchen cabinet, oh, wow. which is like a really odd place for it to show. And it wasn't like one of my siblings would put it there because as a joke, because why? I mean, that's just an unusual place for it to show up. Um, but after a few weeks, it everything just settled down and went back to normal. Um, years later, uh, when I was about 10, we moved to Southern California. And um, when I was about 13, um, I did start a babysitting in the neighborhood. And this uh, family, um, they, they were in this religion where they believed in um, Excalibur and they did this chanting and they were on this strict diet. Um, and uh, she was telling me that uh, the girls, the, the kids were telling me that, oh, they believe in fairies and um, their dog never gets fleas because the fairies pick the fleas off the dogs. And, and then she had this doll, the girls, uh, Cecilia was her name, had this doll. And I thought the doll was really creepy. And she said, oh, the doll talks to me all the time. And I was just really creeped out by the doll. And I had this really strange feeling about the doll. And uh, when I went home, I'm getting the chills right now just talking about it. Uh, when I got home, I got this weird sensation. And I started seeing this dark figure again around my house. And um, one day I was um, swimming, it was summertime and I was swimming in the pool, our, we had a pool in our backyard, swimming in our pool. I could see my whole family downstairs and my bedroom was upstairs facing the pool. And I felt something brush by me in the swimming pool and there was nobody in the pool and there was no debris in the pool, nothing. And as I looked around, I looked up and my curtain was parted open. And it just like freaked me out. And things started disappearing around the house again. And I got blamed for everything. My dad's jacket disappeared. He blamed me for it. And he, um, I mean, he, uh, he, I mean, if he was alive today, he would still blame me for the jacket disappearing. Um, and um, I had Barbie dolls and Don dolls, you know, most kids have them. And um, I had this penthouse and on the rooftop, I had my dolls sitting on top. 
And um, in the morning, all their heads were turned around backwards. Wow. And I can, yeah, that kind of freaked me out. And um, that's Hollywood stuff right there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> after that, after that, I was like, that's it. I'm moving my room downstairs. <laughs> I was like, I'm done. <laughs> so I moved room, my room downstairs. And um, after several weeks, things settled down. And, uh, and then things went back to normal again. Um, but throughout the years, I just, you know, every once in a while, something weird would happen. Um, but nothing, nothing to this extreme to what's going on now. So the dolls that you had when you were younger and you're were, you were talking yeah. about, were those brand new dolls or were they, were they used dolls? Oh, no, they were, they were brand new dolls that we had okay. bought. Yeah, yeah. But it was just like, it wasn't something that my siblings would like, you know, run in the room and turn their heads around backwards and oh, let's scare Melody, you know? Yeah. It, it, it was just nothing they would do that to the extreme. I mean, my sister would hide under my bed, wait like half an hour and reach up and grab me. She would do that, but never, you know, oh, let's turn the head backwards, you know? Uh, nothing like that at all. Um, that I don't think she would even think of that. <laughs> that wasn't one of her fortes. <laughs> um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that just sounds terrifying, especially for a kid, you know, with a doll yeah. head turning and stuff like that. I mean, who does that? Even at, even at 13, when you're near puberty and you're thinking about, you know, wow, you're getting at the age where you should be giving up dolls. <laughs> <laughs> and you're you're kind of like wow oh, okay you know um yeah so that was very very frightening for me um yeah that i i had had it and i was like no i'm i'm moving my room downstairs that was like the end of it <laughs> that was it yeah that was it <laughs> yeah yeah so, that's pretty scary stuff you know and, and i know sometimes that happens and people will sit there and uh, try to say this or that. Oh, it's a prank, whatever, you know. But sometimes you get that feeling and like, it's not a prank. I mean, I had a sister, an older sister, who was trying to terrify me all the time. And I, I was just babysitting right. and, asleep, and they put me on a coffee table and a sheet over me. And when I woke up, there was candles lit and they were praying over me. They were, they were having a funeral for me. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that kind of stuff. Like, really? I mean, that's oh, pretty yeah. scary. Stuff. But, yeah. Well, but my brother. Seen, something you grow up wanting a doll and that's something you hold on to and confide in even like a teddy bear uh sometimes those things pick up the energy and they they can, they can become alive to a sense which is uh something that might have happened with all these dolls being active yeah but these were i mean you know take like 10 dolls and turn all their heads around i mean that's just like that's just like uh nah that's just a little too much uh yeah um no but the stuff that happened in 2000 started to happen in 2007 uh no that was um i mean i can't even compare it to what was going on now I mean, I, I mean, you can't even compare it. 
Um, yeah, that was almost like a precursor to what would be leading up to bigger events, you know. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I mean the 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 shadow. The it's not even a shadow. It was a black figure. Um, that was nothing com compared to what was going on now. I mean, if even 15 years later, I mean. What's going on now? Um, um, I'm not frightened anymore. They can't scare me anymore. It's gotten to that point where I'm like, okay, I'm out, I'm over the fear factor, and it's it's like um, I just need them gone. You know, they're more of a like gnats flying around all day long, and it's like, all right, you guys need to go. Um, it's just trying to find that niche or that one thing that works to like get rid of them. Uh, that's what I'm trying to do. Yes, you know, and one thing I do want to say, um, yeah. when I saw you guys the other night at the house, yeah, um, you seem much stronger than when I first met you a few years back. You were, when I first met you, it was uh, terrifying and you were tired and you were just kind of over it and just wanted it gone. And I, and I totally understand. And it was scary stuff. You're being grabbed and touched and scratched and whatever. And these things are just annoying you. But to see the empowerment that you have now, it's like you've, you've taken back your life. These guys can't affect your life anymore. And I, and I see that. And I, and I think that's working in a lot of ways. Of course, they're going to sit there and bother you and pester you and talk and blah 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 whatever they do yeah but your reaction to it's not the same so it's taking away a lot of that fuel for them i think yeah i um whatever they do i just like okay yeah been there done that whatever you know it's it's like same old song and dance you know it, it it's it's like um it's time for them to go, you know, I'm like, you, you keep doing the same thing to me, you know, um, I just said, oh, I just heard a tap over there. Sorry. Yeah, I heard it too. Just yeah. Yeah. Just tap the wall. yeah. <laughs> don't, forget about, don't forget to talk about me. I'm over here. Come on. You know, that yeah. Happens. Yeah. So <laughs> I, um, yeah, when I'm at work and I hear it, I usually tune it out because I'm busy at work. Um, yeah, they'll go and close the bathroom door and, and I'm like, okay, yeah, I know you're there. Uh, yeah, but, um, yeah, it's just sometimes, you know, when they keep me up all night, I'm just like, oh my gosh, it's like, can you just let me sleep, you know? Um, so after three or four nights, like I said, after three or four nights of being up all night, you know, I finally just pass out. Um, it's just, that's what's tiring, you know. Um, it's just getting through the night. It's just trying to get through the night, seeing what works and getting through the night. Um, yeah, trial and error kind of thing, because you got to test it out see what's going to work and what doesn't. Yeah, and it, and it's not about it's not always about um, 
well, have you tried this supplement and this medication and this and that? Those are not those are not always gonna work. Right. It's it's just about you know how much um, getting used to them touching me and talking to me and doing this to me and that to me. It's just okay. They're gonna do this all night to me, and let's see. Can I just like bear it and, and ignore it? and finally get an hour here and an hour there of sleep that's what it's come come down to um with with these entities um so i i want i want people to hear my story and i want people to know that there are things you can do um and i want people to understand that um there, there are differences between a human spirit. There are differences between a, a demon, a fallen angel, or an elemental, and then what I have, which is, um, which is we're still scratching our heads as to what is this. Um, so there, we know that it's not doesn't fall in the realm of like a fallen angel we've tried everything for that and it doesn't really hit that aspect it doesn't fall in that realm um they're not human spirits we know this i've lived with this thing and it doesn't fall in that realm at all they're not human at all um and elementals i don't think they're elementals because they're negative from the get-go they've never been nice at all you can't even reason with these things um there it's like talking to a brick wall so um being nice to them is just completely out of the question um so we have come to the assumption that these are not alien from another planet <laughs> they're not from another planet this is alien from another dimension okay so this is what we've come up with we could be wrong but this is what we come up with isn't that right stefan i totally agree i was just thinking that yeah. so I was, when i met you and we started trying we started trying with the basic uh simple hauntings the yeah and they're all over the place but you, they're easy yeah. you know and then we started getting stranger things and almost like demonic but yeah, like that extreme of demonic. It was more of like, that's why I kept rooting to the fact. I'm like, what are we dealing with? Alien stuff that we can't see? It felt yeah. But then again, a lot of people are saying, well, there is a type of reptilian that acts, that could be confused for me, <laughs> demonic and stuff. And I'm like, what are we doing here? What's going on? But, the, but it's true. It's almost it's, yeah. like alien, but not from this kind of dimension, an interdimensional thing that we're not understanding. That's yeah. able to come back and forth. Yeah. So it's like, so, you know, that's the difference. Yeah, so we, we were like, so we had to do a process of elimination of, okay, well, we've tried all this stuff on them, and it just was like, um try this and and they were and in the middle of the night it was like it was like you know we would try across and they were like 
okay it doesn't burn anymore and i'm like who does that i mean how does something do that you know because like a demon would be like ah get the hell out of here you know yeah they would want to be around it right and i'm like well who does that you know i'm like who the hell does that right (laughs) and then i'm like okay well it doesn't react to that and the human spirit would be like across oh oh my wait a minute we gotta go you know i mean like so and then we try to stuff that humans would be affected by if it was a human spirit and i'm like wait a minute it wasn't human to begin with because the pictures i was getting when i would take pictures and evidence and stuff and i'm like those are not even human eyes and uh, and the things were taking my soul to other places and astroplaning and i'm like these aren't even human. I mean, I knew they were human from the get-go. And I was like, these aren't even human. And then they were morphing into other things and fooling people. Like the, uh, yeah. the, the pan. Yeah, 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 they were fooling people. And so psychics were going, oh, it's a little boy. And I'm like, he's not a boy. <laughs> and, and, and I was just like, no, it's not human. Um, they speak English, but then they speak this weird language. And I'm like, it's not human. I go, I can't even relate to the language you're even speaking. And you can hear the language through the necrophonics, clearly. And I'm like, well, what is that? It's not even like Latin or, or they're not even speaking Latin. They're not even speaking a backward language. Uh, Esteban hears it. And yeah. it's just like, what is that language? <laughs> I remember being at your house and me and Mark were running the spirit box to my speaker and stuff. Yeah. And we were hearing it. And that's what made us think, like, okay, they're alien spirits of some kind because they were, like, speaking um, with gibberish from Harry Potter, that weird language Slytherin with a big bunch of... Yeah. And me and Mark were like, what the hell are we listening to? What is that? Yeah. And I was, like, going, what? is that weird language because because then when they were chanting this weird chant and i'm like that's not native american either i'm like i don't even know what that is and and then you hear i'm like what (laughs) i'm like what is that and then 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 they would imitate they would imitate stuff like demonic stuff and they would never do two knocks i mean like three knocks like a demonic thing and I'm like, how could they never do three three knocks? And they don't do like sulfur smells or or mildew smells like human spirits. I mean, there's just no odor. And they would do weird odors like mint chocolate chip cookies. And I'm like, what kind of spirit does that? <laughs> it was just bizarre. And I'm like, they don't even do an odor. <laughs> That's funny it's because like, at your house the other night, remember? I'm like, what the hell is that? Someone baking cookies? What is yes! that? Out of nowhere. It smelled really good. I'm like, wow, they better give us some. There better be some cookie yeah. materializing. But and they, and then it, just they did, and it was weird. I hate mint. I hate mint. I would never cook. cook. I would never bake anything mint in my life because I can't stand mint. And my sister came over one time and she's like, did you make mint chocolate chip cookies? And I'm like, 
why would I make those kind of cookies? You know, I can't stand mint. <laughs> and she's all, I smell it. And I'm just like, that's disgusting. Yeah. Why would I even bake that kind of cookies? And she's all, I smell it in your house. And I'm like, ew, why, 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 why would I make that? And um, so. Real quick. Did yeah. you just say yeah a second ago? Yeah. Okay. Because I there said was it one time. I saw your mouth doing something. I heard a yeah. And I'm like, wait a minute. Is somebody else talking? Oh. Trying to get their opinion in there? They might have said it. They could have. They could have yeah. said it before I said it. But I had one investigator come over and he said that um, my voice came on the recorder and I wasn't even talking. And he said, you're a poltergeist agent agent, and you created the whole haunting. Oh, yeah. And I was like, I was like, what are you talking about? There's no movement of objects in this haunting. I go, I don't even know what you're talking about. Yeah, very few of that. That's for sure. I go, I go, it it there's um it's very uh it's it's on occasion that you get something to move. Um, it's very rare that you get something to move. And, but I'm just like, no, I mean, why would my voice pop on a recorder when I'm even talking? <laughs> yes, but you got to admit, when you were speaking on stage at my convention, the speakers were moving. Yeah. And I felt the rumble of the speaker. Yeah. Under my feet, and I heard it going. And I was I, just like, yeah, I was right there too. I forgot about that. That's right. And you said something to her, Stefan. Do you remember what you said? That I got on stage and you go, you brought your people with you. Yeah, and I, I was brought your people with you. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just like, they're not people. Oh, <laughs> you know what I meant, though. Yeah, I really like it was rumbling, right? It was vibrating for maybe three or four seconds and you were it was rocking. Right. It was rocking like rocking. it was like somebody rocking. pushing it was rolling or something. It was weird. Yeah. yeah. Did anybody get that on video? I was curious. Uh I didn't. I'll have to check I'll have to ask some of the camera guys to see if they got that stuff. What if they had that? That was that'd be interesting to see. It was really amazing. But I know I know they can move stuff because um, it was like two months ago, I was upstairs and my glasses were on the nightstand next to the bed. And all of a sudden my glasses go whoosh onto the floor. And I remember I was just laying there and I'm like, I'm not gonna think about it. I'm not gonna see that they moved or anything. I'm not gonna take any attention to it. And um, I waited, I waited, I waited. And then like 20 minutes later, I'm like, shit, Barry's gonna come up and step on them. <laughs> and I, I didn't want to give attention to it. And I'm like, trying not to think about it. I'm yeah. like, shit. So I bent down and picked him up, like, damn it. <laughs> because um, you have to understand, any attention you give this haunting, they're like on it. <laughs> They're like hotcakes on it. Um, and then they start talking and then they, they start up. So um, so I have to try very, any, any attention you give this, they're like on it. 
you know? So um, I try not to give it any attention. It's true. So, they feel like yeah. they're the star. Of they're, they're being successful at what they're trying to get attention for. So you have to yeah, they're, they don't deserve they think they're, Yeah, they think they're, um, they act like juvenile kids, which is really strange. Um, they show animation to me, which is really bizarre. Oh, it's real bizarre. That's really? Like, like yeah. what are they showing you? They, they used to show me Cinderella. Like, in the daytime, they would show me Cinderella dancing, you know, in the ballroom scene and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I'm like, I'm like staring going, what does Cinderella have to do with me? And they're like, oh, here's Cinderella. And I'm like, what? Really? I'm like, I'm like, but then they would show you. They show her Cyclops. Oh yeah, and then they were showing me Rearials and stuff. They show me the eyeball of the Cyclops from Sinbad in the Seven Seas. Seven Boys. Claymation one, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're all there's a Cyclops watching you, and I'm going, I'm going, I'm like. You know he's made out of clay, and <laughs> and I started laughing in the mall. I have that movie on Laserdisc. Yeah. And I go, I'm like, I love that movie. And he's like, he's watching you, and they're like trying to scare me or something. And I go, you know, I love that movie. I'll put it on. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, he's scared. Think of a different movie. I go, they make it out of clay, <laughs> and he's like. The Cyclops is coming for you. And I'm like, he's made out of clay and he's like this tall. Yeah, tell him to come get him. I go, if you're trying to scare me, you're not doing a very good job. Yeah, go <laughs> take a different movie. That one's not that yeah. scary. <laughs> and he goes, I'm showing you the eyeballs and the Cyclops. And I'm like, how is that scaring me? And then they would sh- like throw stones all the time. And and uh, and they go, we're throwing a stone, and I hear this ping, and I'm going. They got to tell you what they're doing. We're throwing yeah. stones, so get ready. You know, it's like, I'm, I'm like, gonna clean that up. So so I was like, okay, you're gonna tell me you're gonna throw a stone right before you throw it. I go, if you're trying to scare me, don't tell me you're throwing a stone before you throw it. Yeah. I'm like, you're not scaring me. I go, look, do you understand that I'm a full-grown woman? I'm an adult. I go, I'm not a kid. It seems like like their mentality are like kids, you know? Yeah, that's what I was trying to tell you. And I'm like, I don't understand how, like, you're trying to scare me. I go, I'm not five years old. (laughs) Um... And then they would show me stuff from like Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. And I'm like, I don't understand how this is like gonna scare me. So like through the years, (laughs) I was just like, you're not scaring me anymore. You know, Um, in the beginning, they did these horrible things to me that were scary and they were very horrible to me um 
and they hurt me physically. Don't get me wrong, they still hurt me physically. Um, I, I still get all the bruises and scratches and they give me migraines, they make me nauseous and sick, they give me diarrhea. Um, they still sit on me, you know, in bed. And, and this is what I don't understand. Like most entities sit on people on top of them in bed. This one sits on the side, the side or underneath from the bottom of the mattress. Now, how they do that, I don't get it. I don't understand how they defy gravity. I guess there's no gravity in the spirit world. But he puts all his weight on the bottom of my leg. And it's extremely painful. Um, so... They were doing that the, the first night I met you when Stefan was filming the C5. Yeah, he was sitting he was on the side of my night. leg that, that whole night, yeah. time I was sitting yeah. in the chair. That's right. And it was had that little broken. meter. He was putting it by your leg and it was lighting up. And it wasn't going off. It yeah. wasn't, the light wasn't going off. And I was pissed. He was, and then he was, he was literally pounding on the top of my foot. And that's why I grabbed that little wand thingy that, you know, and the light wasn't going off. And I was like, I was sitting there going, you motherfuckers, you know, because the light wasn't going off and he was sitting there going on the top of my foot. I'm like, you know, you're, you're seriously hurting me and the light's not going off and I'm in a lot of pain right now. And, and the light's not going off showing you that you are there, but I know you're there because you're hurting me. Um, and I didn't get a bruise. So sometimes they physically hurt me and I don't get any marks, but other times I get marks because they, they have um, stepped on me on the top of my foot. They'll step on me while working, walking around all day long, and I come home and I have a bruise on the top of my foot. And then one time my doctor goes, how'd you get that bruise on the top of your foot? And I was, you know, it was like, how am I gonna explain <laughs> to yeah. my doctor that this ghost is standing on my foot for four hours? I mean, that's a little yeah. difficult, well, but she, she I just explained, didn't explain a, it. She explains it, not her doctor physically, it's the doctor she works for. She's a, No, a it was my regular, regular, regular primary doctor. Oh, I'm sorry, the dental assistant. That, uh, no, my, my, my boss knows what's going on. But they followed you to your work. Oh, yeah, he heard the necrophonics. He heard the necrophonics. <laughs> yesterday and he was blown away because he heard their language and he was like what the hell is that and i was like that's your language and he goes they're with me and they were going and he was like what i go that's their language i go that's them and that's their language i go that's what they sound like wow. and i go i go i said that that's not a toy and that's their language that's a natural app it's a tool and they said that's what they actually sound like um and and i said you have to understand uh, they talk 
full conversations to me nonstop for 15 years, day and night. I said only because I've been wearing these stones that I haven't been able to hear them lately. Um, if I'm not wearing the stones, as soon as I take them off, they're like, why don't you talk to me? Well, you know, and then they start up and I can hear them talking again. But wow. when I put the stones back on, I'm like, oh, silence. <laughs> you know, it's really nice. But people don't understand. That's why it was really nice when your wife said, oh, my gosh, I feel so sorry for you. Because she's now hearing through your amplifier what mm -hmm. I've been hearing for 15 years. And people don't get it. They're like, oh, no, you're crazy. That's not happening. And I'm like, it is happening. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah, it, it happens. I mean, people go through that kind of stuff. And the norm just don't get it. And those who do kind of get it try to pretend like they don't get it because they're afraid. So everyone's they're afraid. afraid. You're, you're they not happy to you. They're, they're trying to convince themselves that. Yeah, they they don't want to. They don't want there's. They don't want people knowing that this is actually happening. But I mean, I don't know how many people actually um, have the same thing that I'm going through, or is it they're they're just hearing one 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 spirit like me like this, or or do they have multiple like me? Um, I don't know. I don't know how many out there are there like me. Um, every case is different. Every, mm -hmm. every person is different. Um, but I want people to know I am searching for an answer. <laughs> so I'm trying desperately and I'm searching for an answer to find that one thing that actually works and I'm getting closer to the answer. Um, I'm getting really close. I've got, I found an answer to the voices to, 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 Keep them at bay. Quiet them um, a little bit. Yeah, good. I've been able to quiet them a little bit. Um, not get rid of them. Um, I do know that they come through my stomach. I do know that. Um, I can feel when they come through my stomach. Um, I know that's how they come and go through their dimension. Uh, or whatever the portal or whatever it is the portal is through my stomach somehow um, I'm not possessed so call I may have oppression but I'm not possessed yeah so, there is a huge difference out there you know yeah uh, so I want people to know that um, exorcisms don't work on me I've had it I've had several done and it doesn't seem to really do anything <laughs> I think, I think it just quiets them down for a couple of days and then they're right back. Then they're right back. And it's not even a day. It it, it may work for um, maybe the night. And then they're just, blah, 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 just as loud. Yeah, <laughs> open the door. There they are. There they are. Yeah. yeah. And it's so, not Barry, let me ask you. Yeah. You've been on some pretty intense cases. Um, are you seeing a lot of similarity to some other cases? I mean, what's, what's your aspect on it, and are you being affected by it? That's an interesting question, Stefan. Um, I can't say that personally I'm being physically affected by anything, uh, although I have felt things through her, like uh, there was one night 
one of the was it the prayer book you had uh, she had said you got to feel it they're trying to get this away from me oh it was that which was it uh, it was a catholic prayer book little catholic. tiny catholic prayer yeah. book so she put my arm around to feel the force and you could feel it thumping and it just like pulled it away pulled right from my hand so it's a physical force far as me being uh attacked or anything like that uh physically nothing like that but what i found really interesting about it is interesting that in the sense that the common denominator are these lights these orbs of light we saw them in san pedro now they can have a different signature because like i said recently i found out we went down there to san pedro and got a a bowl of light, a rod of light picked up on 4K. I had not been there for years, just on the outside for a minute, because they're still running that house out. And uh, sure enough, a light came across Melody and the gentleman who owns the place. And it went into the shaded part of the house and moved back into the house towards through the windows. And it was the same signature of light that I picked up 33 years ago, which is interesting because that there's a lot of uh, parapsychologists and people that have kind of tried to discredit the case as being a kind of an RSPK thing that generates from the person, you know, the poltergeist agent. Like they'll say, well, it was Jackie Hernandez in that case. Yeah. She moved, she moved and uh, and so the, the, the phenomena would probably supposedly abate, um, but it could follow her, just like melodies being followed. That's another common thing being followed. Again, lights. And that is interesting because the fact that this phenomena in the form of those lights is still there to this day, 33 years later, after we originally investigated the case, tells me that it's something that's not RSPK related as far as the person goes. It's something in the house. And I think it's possible that certain entities can, like through her, through her they may use her energy she says it comes up through her abdomen her stomach it may be using her physical energy converting it to some kind of other energy to manifest and do the things that it does uh jackie hernandez in the san pedro gates the same way followed her a number of times and uh did physical things now in that case one of the most amazing things i've ever seen i think you already know this is that uh normally we don't use ouija boards but there was a case up in Weldon, she had moved up 300 miles north into a mobile home. And during a Ouija board session that, well, she had been playing around with it. She said things were, were communicating. So we wanted to just see if it would really work for us. And we had things that were going on as soon as we got there, strange lights were, were appearing uh, by a shed. And during this uh, Ouija board thing, it, it spelled out beautiful sentences and language talking about being held under water in San Pedro Bay, uh, and then it levitated just gentleman Jeff Weecraft and, and threw him against the, against the wall. He's the same guy who had been originally hanged, not killed, but attacked in the attic. And again, uh, in that case, it, we found out, well, according to the Ouija board, it was a seaman. I, look, I did a lot of research on that case, and I did find in 1930, which it said that was a year he had been murdered, I found out that uh, this person was a seaman. He worked on a lumber steamer known as the Astoria. Uh, and it's eerily, really curious, going back to the San Pedro house itself, because the rope, the cord that wrapped around Jeff's neck was a bowline knot. 
That's a longshoreman's knot traditionally used on ships by seamen over the centuries. It's a non-slip knot, very, very tricky knot. And uh, so I think that getting back to the idea of uh, whether this is a, she's a poltergeist agent, where she's generating, a lot of people believe well, it's her psych, you know, it's, she's doing it psychokinetically, if not psychokinetically, she's generating energy that's being, that she's being attacked by from her own mind. It's like a psychic lobotomy. Something detaches psychically from her and is affecting all these different things. I think that's possible in some cases. It's possible because I think we're more than just a, a physical being. But, um, in the case of the San Pedro case, going back to that, there is a what's the chances of her psychokinetically from her mind generating a bowline knot, a seaman's knot? We know that dozens, if not hundreds, of seamen had lived in that very same house. But the common factor in all of this, I go back, is these lights. Just again, the other night after you guys left, I recorded a camera because you said there's a lot of ions in the air and so forth, and this may be a good time to capture some. Again, the lights are showing up, and those are not as bright as some of the lights we've seen, but they're showing up. Now, the one thing that was different about this case, and I find it extremely interesting, is that Jackie had always described one of the entities as being like a pink energy form. And one night, there was this image, well, she was taking takes a lot of pictures with her iPhone. She's been very good with that. And she has the live view function that records about two seconds of video. And you saw this piece of video, I showed it again the other night, where she's, she's snapping off pictures and she got two seconds of video of an object that lit up the whole room for a few seconds. And when I played it back in slow motion in, on the editing software, it looks like a pinkish orb of light but it looks like it's either got a tail or a spinal column. Now that energy is interesting. Another theory I have about that is that when she talks about Pan and other entities that take different forms, there's like a mouse goddess person that she thinks she's seen it. Uh, those images could be morphs from energies that are interdimensional. It could be, if it's energy, well, maybe it just takes these different forms to scare her. Pan was the one that's when they call the kid, I believe, right? Mm -hmm. Pan, yeah, they're heating me up right now. Half man, half because right now she's being heated up temperature wise because they changed the temperature on her a lot. A lot of the her temperature will, will, will fluctuate very rapidly. Yeah, and, see, my face is real flushed right now, Stefan. Do you see it's kind of flush? You're heating my face up right now. I'm really hot. Oh, yeah. That yeah. yeah. You should so keep a uh, uh, thermal temperature gauge near you. So when you feel that, you can see if there's a difference of heating you up. Yeah, they like to heat me up. They think it's like funny. But um, so I keep a cooling towel nearby and I just cool myself down with it. Yeah, <clears throat> but I think that that this phenomenon could morph into these things that maybe it thinks can scare you. You know, it can, yeah. it's, a, it's like a thought form or something like that. Yeah. And uh, I believe that's very possible if it's energy. But then again, you got you have human spirits. We saw a really interesting uh, piece of video today. It was uh, from an old video uh, called I think it's called Paranormal Files. There's a lot of stuff 
that is done in England that a lot of times you don't always see it here unless you're watching some of the stuff that's being streamed now. And there was a case where uh, where there was a an old office building. It was like six you know, town hall. It was an old town hall in some borough of England, and uh, I think back in the 70s, uh, a fire broke out, and uh, there were several of the people that were fighting the fire suddenly saw this girl appear in the midst of the flames, standing on it. Was it a stairs or something like that? It was on the stairs. There. She was standing on the stairs. They, they saw her on the stairs during the fire, and they were like... They ran out. They ran out because they were like, no person can withstand the heat up there at all no human so they like got they were like what the hell they ran out then when they came back the guy saw footprints a little girl's footprints where she was standing then the the other day where the fire was and they were like he was thinking oh we're children around here you know and they go no we were the first one we we were the first ones here and he was like that's strange and then they realized that 300 years ago there was a girl named june i believe that had started a fire in the same place and she was uh, this girl, little girl that started a fire 300 years ago in the same building and there was a plaque that had survived yeah. the fire. Wow. That, say, that were saved. Um, yeah. And but amazingly, amazingly, <clears throat> the amazing part of that, a guy was documenting with stills on film. It was in, I think it was in his late 70s. He's he was got taking a, pictures. Taking pictures. Got a of very, the fire. very clear shot of the girl standing up on this railing, looking down, and she's got curls and and uh, they they did some research and like i said it was a girl it's it started about 300 years before that yeah he thinks it was the same, the girl. same girl wow very and clear Something if that old you know they have a lot of time to learn about manifesting and drawing energy so she's got to be really strong yeah that's right that's right that would be example of a human i guess residual spirit that can sometimes come back into the three-dimensional you know materialize into the three-dimensional world again fascinating that really good much like the boy or rather the ghost to scream video that i did years ago in uh up in minnesota where the boy appeared the dead boy spirit appeared above the car crash it was very similar very clear like that i love stuff like that so so interesting absolutely so we got about 10 minutes left uh okay let's, let's wrap to um the kind of advice you want to give to people who might be suffering from this kind of attachments as well. And for you, for those of you who are listening, this kind of case, you know, it's not TV land. You know, we all do these yeah. TV shows and I'm on a million of them. But reality is you don't show up there on a Friday night and get rid of the ghost and all the problems are solved by Sunday morning. That no. is not what happens. She's had a 15 years of this nonstop things happening. So what takes years and years and years to unwind that cord. And sometimes it never goes away. Something Melanie has been, Melanie's been able to uh, work through is sort of a coexistence. She's taken all the energy of oppression and kind of squished it back a little bit 
and is working on things to contain it, pushing it down. So, uh, Melody, please, the advice that you want to give the people who are in the same situation that you are. So what I would do is uh, learning to coexist with entities like this is to never fear them. Uh, they these things live off of fear or you know all entities live off of fear never fear them that's the first rule um uh and don't talk to them it's a waste of time uh you're just wasting your time and energy um uh, i i wouldn't spend time talking talking to them fearing them or even um uh, I would spend my time uh, enjoying your life as much as you can. To, so to coexist with them is to, uh, you have to learn certain things and certain things to exist with them. Um, what I have done is um, I've gone through the process of elimination as to figure out what kind of entity that you're dealing with to begin with. Uh, go, through, go through a process of elimination first. Um, see what works with them to keep them at bay uh, and go from there. Figure out what kind of entity it is that you're dealing with and then uh like what i'm dealing with alien from another dimension not another planet so what i've done is the stone that i'm using and i don't like to say or think about it because they use it against me if i think about what it is mm. um and that's probably true about any spirit so don't think about it i'm just going to say it one time <laughs> shed night I'm not repeating it. Should night? Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, you can get it on Amazon pretty cheap. You can get it in its raw form as well. You can put it in the windowsills. Getting it in its raw form is better. You can also get it in um, to get on. They have it on. You can get it on your. Uh, get it in a flat stone to put on your um, cell phone. That's what I did. Uh, and you can get a wig tape. Wig tape comes in a roll. Um, I got it in a roll. It's like $9, $10 on, on Amazon. Um, so it comes in, it, that's what I did. It's sticky on two sides. And what I do, and this is very important where you put it on your body. Don't just put it anywhere in your body. So I bought six, six, Six stones, they're flat, they're two inches round. You buy the biggest ones. You don't want to buy the smallest ones. It's not going to work efficiently for you. For me, I bought six. Um, you want to put one on your chest. Why? Because they like to smother me. Um, and it keeps them off your chest. Um, so I put one on my chest. And the wig tape. I used to put one on. Now that I makes put, a lot of sense, you know. Surrounding yourself with these things, you know, keeps them off it. 
If they don't like yeah. it, that's what it's about. It's creating an uncomfortable environment for them. So they're going to stay you, you want them, you want to keep them off of you during the day and the night when you're sleeping. You want to get some sleep. So this is what I do. Um, I put one strip here and one strip on the other side, one on each side. Um, and you just peel it off and I press it down and I count to 10 seconds. Uh, you know, you slowly count slowly. Don't take your time when you're doing it. Press really hard, firmly on your body. Put one on your chest. I also put one down right, right below your chest bone in here. Uh, this is a good place too. Um, this keeps them from giving, this keeps them from um, another place as well. And you want to put one on your stomach. Um, this is another good place. Another place is on just on your in between your stomach and your um, private area, <laughs> below your panty line. And I'll tell you why. They like, these entities like to squeeze my abdomen really tight and give you diarrhea. This keeps, gives, keeps them away. <laughs> I'm, I'm, this, is, this is why I'm telling you where to put it. Um, I'm not telling you this as a joke. This is for a reason why I'm telling you where to put this place, put these stones. Um, another place, the other place, the other three places is on your back, is on the back side of you. They latch onto your back. Uh, entities like to latch on your back. So you're going to put, um, I put one on on my shoulder this side near my spine and the other one on this side on the other spine and then i put one in the middle of my spine um this bone this one stone is broken and um i forgot how it broke but anyways so i have like three or four tapes on there and i put it in the middle of my spine and that's where they latch on to and um then i have one down just below the panty line in the back <laughs> between your back and your um your anal hole or whatever you want to call it anyways i have it there too because they do nasty stuff down there as well um those are the best places to put the stones to keep them off of you during the day and the night um sometimes you can also get a magnet magnets work as well and sometimes it it, it it it's not it sounds strange but it's not really um you can buy these little tiny miniature bibles they're like this big they're really tiny tiny you can buy like 10 of them for 10 bucks on amazon and you can buy uh magnets they're you can get like two inches round or whatever um at night when they invade your dreams this is really really important um when they get into your dreams and they do uh you can put a bible and a magnet on the back of your neck 
and one on your forehead. And they'll stay out of your dreams at night when you're sleeping. Um, otherwise, they'll invade your dreams when you're sleeping. Um, you'll have strange dreams. They'll take your soul. You'll have outer body experiences. Um, if you want them to stay out of your dreams, you'll need one on your forehead when you're sleeping and the back of your neck to keep them out of you. Um, I, it sounds really weird and strange, but it absolutely works. Um, don't do it every night. You don't want them to get used to it. Just do it randomly. Don't think about it when you're doing it. Um, don't think about it. Don't, don't, um, just, just randomly, just stick it on and do it and go to bed. If you think about it, they will go, oh, she's going to do it tonight. And then they'll try to invade your dreams that night. Just randomly do it. Um, this is the advice I have. Oh, um, every day when I go to work, I stick one of those Bibles in my pocket. Um, and, and in my clothing, uh, I stick one in my pocket every day at work. Um, they don't like it. Uh, I don't know why. Uh, Bibles, something about a Bible, they don't like. Not that they're religious, but it works. Um, so this is a self-defense that I use to keep them at bay and keep the voices out of my head. It's not how I hear them all day long. And this is how I coexist with them and get a little bit of sleep at night. That's great advice. You know, uh, thank you for letting yeah. people know that. A lot of people think might think it seems like a lot of work, but it's something that's necessary. If you want to have control your life and have some peace. Yeah, it, it's very necessary for me. It may look weird. Uh, Barry sees it every night. And he, he's even asked me, he goes, what is on your head? And, I, and I'm like, you know what's on my head. Keeps them out of my dreams. I need to get some sleep. <laughs> you know, because sometimes he forgets. And he's like, what's on your head, forehead? And I get the Bible. <laughs> But, yeah. Well, awesome. Thank you so much, both of you, for coming on the show and spending some time with us. And, Melody, thank you for the advice you were giving to the people out here who might be going through that because there are people out there that are still experiencing stuff like that and it might give them a chance to get a break, you know, have some more control in their life. So, I really yeah, do appreciate that. And hopefully, uh, hopefully, I'll see you guys again real soon. Absolutely. Great to be on here, Stefan. Great thank to see you. you. Uh, in case anybody wants to reach out and ask you some questions, how can they get a hold of you guys? Uh, my, I'll give you my email. My email is lowercase Barry, B-A-R-R-Y, 6351 at gmail.com. And uh, I also have a, a website, barryconrad.net. It's my camera website for my camera work. That I do. And Melody, do you want to give your email? Yeah, it's... um. Melody's Nails at AOL.com, and that's Melody with an IE. It's S Nails, uh, fingernails. I used to do nails. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you can email me 
anytime you want to have any questions, um, please feel free to email me anytime you want. So that's melodiesnails at AOL.com. Um, this does keep them at bay. Um, it probably works for other spirits as well. So it does work. It keeps them at bay. Um, so please, you know, if you have any questions, let me know. Email me, please. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Uh, when you guys go to the YouTube video, I will put that in the comments as well. So you guys can go back and get their emails and ask them questions. You know, they're the ones living uh, this life. And if you have some similarities, you want to share those, you can put it in the comments as well. Or you could just write them an email and tell them what you're going through and get some direct advice from people who are living this situation. So that's going to be it for the show. Thank you both very much. Uh, let's set something up in a few weeks and get back together and, and, and do some more stuff and see what we can find out. You know, the last time we were there was very interesting and uh, hope to do it again soon with you guys. Great. Thank you very much. Thank you. All right. You guys have a good night. You, you too. too. Thanks, Devon. Thanks. All right, you guys. That's going to be it for this edition of My Darkest Hour. You know, thank you guys for joining with us. As you're noticing, some of the footage was freezing up. Uh, we were still able to get all the audio. Uh, the spirits that are over there are very menacing, and they like to play a lot of practical jokes. And that's what we think is going on over at that location. Fortunately for me and for my friend here, Abby, things have been doing uh, pretty mellow tonight. Nothing's really moved. And uh, there's no knocking on the closet this time trying to get attention in the middle of the show. So that's good. So we will see you guys the next time. Uh, be sure to join us for another edition of My Darkest Hour. And I will see you guys real soon.